So we are doing a special interview in the middle of the Amazon jungle at the Eco Lodge that we're staying at. And I have persuaded our wonderful tour guide from Gate One, Jose. Jose, give your whole name uh, to do the interview with us, to talk about this beautiful country and his job and how he got involved. Thank you, thank you for the introduction. My whole name is Jose Alfonso Naranjo Peña Herrera. There you That's go. My whole name. Actually, my mom, my family call me Jose Alfonso. Naranjo is my Jose. last name, and Peña Herrera would be my mother's name. That's how it works. So we're uh, here. Two names. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for coming to the country. And it's happy a bucket. To have you here. It's a bucket list. We were having a great time. Good. We were feeling a lot in a short amount of time, aren't we? Ah, yeah. We try to do as much as we can, and in just a few more minutes, we're going to have a night walk, trying oh. to look for creatures of the forest. Yeah. So yeah. you got started. You went to school to learn about tourism and yes. learn about ecology and naturalism. So t tell a little bit about your background, how you got started. Uh, I, I got a degree in ecotourism. It's a five-year degree. Mm -hmm. Pretty much something, that, it's called an engineering, mm -hmm. but um, more than anything, it's a, it's a degree that will show you how to do eco-projects, how to work in the ecotourism projects, mm -hmm. and you can decide to go either to tourism or to ecology. Mm -hmm. so some of my friends have worked in, you know, a oil spill remediation. Mm -hmm. Some of them have mm -hmm. worked in tourism. Not many of us, we work in tourism. Mm -hmm. It's not a branch that is uh, uh, as developed as other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. But for many people like me, we believe that it has a great potential. And, well, it has fed my family for a long time. Well, and it's, it's been a, quite a journey, you know, to grow all the time. And it's something that you can see growing in the country, which is very nice. One of the things that I thought was so interesting that you pointed out was that there was illegal mining being done. Yeah. And that was really ruining the Amazon. And they were going in and they were taking precious metals and et cetera. And then we, you said, now look, because we're going to drive past a whole area where they had confiscated machinery. Talk a little bit about that. It was fascinating. Yeah, there's a, there's a big uh, problem over here, which comes from the, the time when they opened the Amazon for the people. Mm -hmm. uh, when you open a new road, usually you get a lot of uh, people trying to do logging. Mm -hmm. Some people cannot feed their families, so they will go to hunt for uh, exotic animals. That are protected. To sell them that are, mm. they are protected in this country. You cannot have exotic animals in your house, for example, in sure. this country. What animals would you say uh, are protected? animals would be protected? A, well, pretty much any exotic animal is protected. And when we talk about exotic animals, it's anything that is not a cat or a dog. Sure, sure, much, sure. You know, but mm -hmm. uh, mainly we talk about, for example, monkeys. Mm -hmm. And the problem with the illegal trafficking of animals mm -hmm. is that for every monkey that gets exported to another country, Probably nine of other monkeys will die, you know, mm -hmm. for that. And the same number or maybe larger numbers apply to birds like macaws, mm -hmm. parrots, mm -hmm. and other, other animals that are considered pretty for humans. And because they are pretty, they go to this They're bad luck mm -hmm. of being mm -hmm. taken away. Mm -hmm. Besides that, uh, the Amazon of Ecuador, for example, is where we get all everything every single drop of oil mm -hmm. in this country. Mm -hmm. And we are getting that since the 1970s. Mm -hmm. It's not a new business. Uh, but uh, the problem is that a lot of the oil 
uh, fields are located inside of protected areas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And those are the areas that have more of the, of the oil, most of the oil. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with the illegal mining is mainly that getting a concession from the government for, the, for, mm -hmm. for mining gold, uh, it gets through a lot of environmental challenges, mm -hmm, like that, that mm -hmm. you have to comply with. But uh, it's much easier to do it illegally mm. because you get the money and then you can bribe some officials. Officials, sure. Yeah. So, and then you can just dump all the waste, unfortunately, uh. you know. So it is a big problem because the same organism that gives the, um, you know, protection of the environment is the same organism that will give uh, the permits for mining, and this is the Ministry so of So it's conflicted, yeah. It's conflicted, because mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, in a lot of areas, like in Ecuador, and it's not only Ecuador, but all over the Amazon, we have people also living in the places, mm -hmm. and people who have the right to live in these places, and some people who want, do not want to be disturbed of being part of our society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We call them the people in voluntary isolation. Sure, so indigenous. We have this, mm -hmm. uh, not only indigenous, because we have indigenous people working here, for example, but they are evangelized, mm. let's put it like that, because they are... Catholic or Christians, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. um, they work and they speak the language and everything. There's some people who don't want to be part of that. Sure, I understand. Mm -hmm. And they were just found in the 1950s, the last group that we had. Really? Yeah. And they're still so living here? They still live in the forest. They still uh, live in what we call voluntary isolation. But if they get conflicted with the logging companies or the oil companies, that could be a very big uh, problem. So ecotourism is a great solution because it's protecting your waterways, protecting the jungle, protecting the flora. It, it is not a perfect solution because uh, many environmentalists will tell you, like, leave the forest alone. Mm -hmm. But if there's already people... You have to feed these people. Mm -hmm. So it's a good solution in the long term to feed the people and to give an income that is uh, constant mm -hmm. to the people living in the area. So, for example, all the workers in this lodge where we are right now in Itamandi, uh, almost nine out of ten workers over here will be local people. And they won't only be uh, protecting the, the, the forest that is in front of them because that's where they get the money from mm -hmm. because they take people over there. But they will be also protecting the lodge. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you don't need guards over here to be checking on the place of rangers, mainly because they know who is moving because this is giving them uh, an income. Mm -hmm. And this is a solar-powered, this lodge? And it's a solar-powered, like every lodge, you know, they will tell you it's a solar-powered, but it will have a backup of diesel, mm -hmm. because uh, the, the refrigerators cannot go out of energy, sure, you know, sure, we, we cannot sure. have uh, food that is not perfectly managed, because sure. we're managing large groups, but uh, in general... Uh, it's a solar power uh, place. Mm -hmm. Is it going to stay like a solar power place? In Ecuador, we have a very low price uh, electric energy that comes mainly from hydroelectrics. Mm -hmm. you know? If in a sooner than later, probably this lodge is going to be linked to the main power line. Mm -hmm. yeah? mm -hmm. Nothing wrong about that. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It's really wrong when they build the, 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 the hydroelectric uh, dams you know, because that changes the rivers and everything. But at the same time, you know, uh, projects like this, uh, they have the downside that they would have a lot of polluting batteries, mm. you know, at mm -hmm. the end. Mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the whole balance of the, of the, right. of the, of the environment, um, damming a river 
or polluting with batteries. You know, you have yeah. to put it in the mm. bath. So it's just better. The idea is that you know it's providing energy, and it's. It would like it, we would like to say that it's a cleaner energy, mm -hmm. but anything that we do as humans probably is not as clean as we would want it. Mm -hmm. But uh, the lodge itself, you know, is really comfortable and it's in the middle of the forest. And as you can see, they didn't chop down the whole mm -hmm. uh, area to put uh, constructions. They tried to adapt it to the area, and that makes it really special. Mm -hmm. it makes it special. So why should people visit Ecuador? I mean, this has been a bucket list for, for me, and I'm going to go also to Galapagos. Not with you. I wish I was going with you. Yeah, but I would you, love to. You've also been to the, the Galapagos. Galapagos as well. I go to the Galapagos. Luckily for me, in my career, I've been into the Galapagos probably five, six hundred times. What? You know, oh, my goodness. I go sometimes 20 times a year. I've been doing this for a, wow. a lot of days. And... Uh, and I used to live there. I would say more than in. Uh, I used to work over there as a cruise director. Mm -hmm. The first time I went to the Galapagos was in 92. And I really loved the islands. Mm -hmm. I have seen them growing a lot. The mm -hmm. first time, the first impression I had from the Galapagos when it was the first time in 92, I, I think it looked like really poor to me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. in, then I came back again like 10 years after that and it looked much wealthier. Yes, okay. You know, so because of tourism. More popular now. Mm -hmm. Very popular. And one of these places that uh, has islands where life really uh, tries to uh, adapt mm. to the environment. Mm. And the adaptation in islands, like Oceanic Island, the Galapagos is much quicker than what happens here in the mainland where we are mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Why should people visit Ecuador? Well, uh, we have four regions that are really, really uh, different from each other. Mm -hmm. We have the Galapagos, that is, you know, this place that it was made mainly famous by Darwin. Mm -hmm. And it's not the only archipelago that has strange creatures, because mm -hmm. there's several of them. But the thing with the Galapagos is that has a, is more accessible, mm -hmm. you know, short flight from the mainland you can get over there and you can see some very interesting creatures like marine iguanas that you don't find anywhere else in the planet mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. then you have the coast a very nice uh, beach areas but more than anything a great production of bananas cacao mm -hmm. beautiful uh, uh, areas where people have a lot of food a lot of uh, a lot of nice drinks and a lot of nice fruits and, mm -hmm. you know, everything is full of color. Mm -hmm. You have the highlands that, of course, you know, as we will go tomorrow, we're going to the hot springs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great attraction over there. And then you have the Amazon where we are right now, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have these four worlds, as we call it, that you can visit in a very short period of time as you're doing. You know, you're being, you're going to be here less than a week. Yep. Much, and yeah. you're going to be in islands, you're going to be in the highlands, you're going to be in the Galapagos, mm. you're going to go to Guayaquil afterwards. So you're going to mm. be like visiting four different uh, environments in a very short period of time. And such a large producer of chocolate, yes. which I learned, and really supply most of the chocolate, the raw chocolate bean for the manufacture of chocolate all over, for Swiss it's chocolate, mainly, Belgium. Mainly, mainly the high-quality chocolate. High-quality. Because the largest mm. producers are uh, Ivory Coast, mm -hmm. Ghana. Uh, Africa produces a lot of chocolate. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in Africa, because uh, in Ecuador, we don't think we're perfect at all. You know, and mm -hmm. we think that there's a lot of uh, corruption, for example. But in the mm -hmm. case of chocolate, because it's privately managed, 
many of our companies are working in what we call fair trade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, when you work in fair trade, you know we know that the producer is gonna get the money, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not the middleman, not not the last man, uh -huh. because that happens in 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 places all over the world where the producer doesn't get a dime. Yeah, you know, and then the uh, the thing is that our chocolate we consider it very high quality mm -hmm. and it's pretty good you know it's very good it's very good so we are producers of not only of chocolate very large producers of shrimp bananas flowers all oh, the roses, roses. Yeah. and Orchids. they smell beautiful here yeah, not much actually very uh, so, few roses some, smell the well, ones, the ones that, maybe, the, maybe at the hotel you have at the some hotel and, and the church but, I smell them but they really really most of the roses that we produce over here are only for the looks mm. and they try to avoid having any smell Interesting. Because they don't want to attract any pollinators. Ah, okay. Some roses produces in a producing laboratory, uh -huh. and they would love you to come back to visit any rose plantation. Because here in in the company, you know, in Gate One, we we offer a, a few of our tours actually go to a rose plantation. Mm -hmm. Other ones go to an orchid plantation. So mm -hmm. we, we we like color, we like roses, and we're really proud of our products because. Uh, the fact of living in a dollarized economy mm -hmm. makes us produce better quality products so we can sell them. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. if you know that countries like Colombia, Peru that are surrounding us, their, their currency devaluates yes. and they can sell their products in a lower price than what we do. So right. we have to mainly look for quality more than quantity. Quantity, yeah. Well, tons of greenhouses when we were flying into Quito. It was ah, just yes. like, oh my goodness. Roses are a big business, over 350 companies pretty yeah. much. And some of them having, you know, 10 acres to 300 acres. Of oh my goodness. Which is uh, crazy. Some of them are much larger than others. So it's, so it's getting a little bit dusk right now. And yeah. we can hear some noises from oh, the yeah. jungle. Cicadas. So Cicadas. Cicadas are calling, you know, at this time of the day, you know, when it gets dark, usually around 6 o'clock, yeah, perfectly. They start getting really loud, and then we start listening to the frogs. And yeah. maybe tonight it's going to rain. I don't think so as yeah, much as yesterday, but it could be a. We went tubing day. today, yes. and we went on a jungle walk, and oh my goodness. We haven't, oh, gone, yeah. haven't gone swimming. Well, we went well, tubing, we were swimming. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jose, um, you have two children, you're married, and... You are gone a lot, but you are, do a lot with your kids, and you enjoy, you know, you enjoy sports, you enjoy bicycling, you said. Yeah. You, like, go to the top of a mountain and then go down on the bicycle, oh, yeah. and you love... Trying not to kill myself. To, yeah. to, and, foot, <laughs> and you like football or soccer, I because... I like soccer, I like climbing mountains, yeah. I do rock climbing, I, I like to go running with my dog. With your you dog. Know, I, golden Retriever. I'm a Golden Retriever, my Lila. <laughs> That's her, oh, name. her name is Lila. Lila. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, my Lila. And uh, yeah, I spend my time with my wife, who shares my passion for traveling. She works in a traveling company. Wonderful. Uh, but she doesn't travel as much as I do, uh -huh. uh, because somebody has to be home. Mm -hmm. you know, in this case, mm -hmm. you know, I work. I, I I pay for a lot of things with this job, which mm -hmm. is considered a pretty good job, you know, uh, for the Ecuadorian economy. What now during COVID? Did you shut down for a year? Or what happened over here? A year and a half. You, yeah, a year and a half. A year and a half, totally months. shut. Oh totally my goodness! Shut. I started a food delivery company. Oh my goodness! Yeah, wow. So I had a couple of these giant freezers that I had uh, food that was delivered every every week, mm -hmm. uh, and I made a list of probably 150 products mm. that I could deliver because I had 
sort of people delivering and I would deliver them myself because I needed to be busy mm -hmm. I delivered them in my car Wow! I got my car delivered to people who didn't want to go out. I didn't make a lot of money with that, but I, I stayed busy and I stayed healthy and I stayed sane. Exactly, and that's important. Yes, it's important. We did lose a lot of money. No government support mm. at all. Mm. You know, we lost a lot of money. But I don't like to see it as lost. I spent a lot of time with my family. Mm -hmm. Stay healthy. We we didn't. We lost only one relative in the family. Oh no! You know, wow. But, uh, Nobody got it sick. It was much. Did you get sick? Yeah, but it was no. But it was much better than many people. Thank know? God. So we had a much yeah. better. Uh, yeah. And you know, I like this. I like to see the bright side of things. I managed to do a lot of sports. I managed to eat well because mm -hmm. I always had food. Mm -hmm. And even though we lost money because we were not making money, you know, we we survived and we. I wouldn't say we thrive with a business or anything like it, but, you know, mm -hmm. we, we made a living and we, mm -hmm. we enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. and we had some good family time. What's the biggest challenge of your job? Because you, you make it s seem easy. There's lots of juggling. You have 31 people that we're traveling with. You're helping people at the airport. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts. It is, parts. Uh, it is uh, you know, it is a lot coming from the feedback of the people themselves, you know. Uh, if people is on time, that's a big plus. Mm -hmm. uh, dealing with personalities, yes, we deal with personalities, but we we know that we cannot uh, fix anybody's problem. I mean, I can take something out of the rooms. You know, like a millipede. Like a millipede, like a <laughs> giant cockroach, like things like that that some people have been telling me, and I can help them fix that problem. But... Um, I've had uh, last last group I was here. You know, somebody told me that they didn't know it was too hot and there were insects here. And I, it was it's a jungle. It was <laughs> the jungle. You know, but you would think that everybody would know about it. But what did you do? Uh, you can't do. Uh, no, I, I I I asked for a taxi for the next day, but they did not. Uh, she didn't uh, need it the next day. Mm. She made it through and. Yeah, it's a good experience, you know, you have to bring the good thing. I, unfortunately, because these tours are so short, because uh, usually I run tours that are with maximum of 22 people for 13 days, so you get to know the people mm -hmm. a lot better mm -hmm. and talk to the people a lot more. In these ones, you know, everything, I have to work, like, very fast with mm -hmm. everything, you mm -hmm. know, and they, um, I do like group tours. I mm -hmm. used to be a horseback riding guy. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I used to take this very wealthy people to these farms in the, you know where we would spend time there but I like this a lot more because it's more organizing times mm -hmm. and you know what to what to expect mm -hmm. this one logistically speaking is pretty simple compared to other ones that we do mm -hmm. just to give you an idea for us to go to the Galapagos in the discovery tour that we offer <clears throat> we take nine different transportations oh my god you know, really nine yeah we take nine we take a uh, we take a bus a plane Another bus, a boat, a bus, a boat, a speedboat, a boat, and a bus. Goodness. To make it to an island in the Galapagos. And you have to keep so track of everybody. You have to keep track of 22 people, all the luggage, everything. With a smile course. on your face. <laughs> and you cannot have a smile. We're all humans, you know, at mm. the end. But I try to see that this is, uh, this is what I like to do mm -hmm. at the end, you know, because... Uh, I wouldn't like to be in an office. I'm not an office person. Mm -hmm. I, I am I'm a... I'm a person who loves to hear these noises, these sounds, mm. to see 
new creatures to see new uh, things every day and learn something new so for me you know this is a this is a good place to be well and what's cool is that you're watching us discover for the first time yeah. things that you've seen over and over again you know uh, not necessarily you know because like uh, an insect that I just saw mm -hmm. I don't see it really often mm -hmm. you know I know that it's related to the praying mantis, you know, because I can see the characteristics, but right. that doesn't necessarily mean that I've seen exactly that one mm -hmm. before. So. Well, and you mentioned that you love to read, so you're a lifelong learner. You're always studying ah, yeah. And, ah, yeah. and imparting yeah. new you, information. When you, when you stop learning, you know, uh, we, you know, uh, I love that, that, that phrase that says that readers are leaders. Ah. You know, I love that phrase because mm -hmm. uh, you can never stop learning. You know, it's a... Uh, uh, if you think you know enough, you don't know enough. Mm -hmm. You know, you, mm -hmm. you know nothing. At the end. Well, I travel is so important too. I mean, what yeah, I mean, it, it gives you a different perspective because mm -hmm. it uh, it makes you appreciate where you live. Mm -hmm. It makes you appreciate. For me, you know, I mean, even though you know, I live in the same country as the bartender, for example, I know that I live a completely different life. Life. And, and, then and you've traveled. You lived in I, Arizona for a yeah, while. Yeah, in Arizona for a while. New York. I, I've been in many, many, many other countries, you mm -hmm. know, but uh, more than anything, you know, it shows to the people that uh, people are people everywhere. So we share here. something in common. We're hearing a boat right now, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyone who's listening, and this is on the Amazon River, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very close to us. <laughs> and, you know, as we're telling you, people are people. They have the same probably worries, and uh, and uh, they are looking forward to get their family better and everything. Mm -hmm. And if something teaches you, you know, from traveling, I think is teaches you uh, to be more, you know, to have more empathy for the rest. Empathetic. Mm -hmm. To be more empathetic. Yeah, mm -hmm. to have more empathy for the for the people because. At the end, you know, we're all in the world just discovering, mm -hmm. and probably not everybody knows what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, your country just went through an election. You've yes. got a new president, yeah. has about to start in a couple of months. Yeah, he's right? very young. Very he's young. 35 years old, I think, right? He's the son of the, well, probably the, the richest man in the country. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he has three master's degrees from an Ivy League. Wow. Uh, you know, and he's very young for that. And his dad tried to run for president five times. Oh, my gosh. He lost them all. Oh, my and gosh. And his son goes for the first time and he wins. He gets in. Wow. Which was something interesting because it, it's really hard to know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. For us, you know, we, we always say that we have no expectations from the government. Yeah. So we're never disappointed. <laughs> so personally, I'm never disappointed because I don't have any expectations. But what do we what we do hope for the future is to be a place that where opening a company is easier, mm -hmm. keeping a company is safer, mm -hmm. yeah, and providing jobs to other people is something that is coming every day. Mm -hmm. Because you know, if we have crime, if we have uh, insecurity and everything, you know, it's mainly because people does not have the same income. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, with that, I don't mean that everybody should have the same income or anything like it. But, you know. When there's, there's lack. With, when there's lack of, mm -hmm. of, of, of resources, mm -hmm. resources you're looking for something to take it quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always ask my guests, um, and thank you again, Jose, for doing okay. this. But I always ask um, to share any advice that you might want to 
give or have received, um, the people might inspire people who are listening. Yeah, I uh, about coming to Ecuador or about anything. About well, life, uh, about being about a father, life, about, about being a father, about life and everything. I my advice is uh, never stop learning. Mm -hmm. You know that would be my first advice. Every day try to learn something new. Mm -hmm. Every day mm -hmm. try to look for something that you haven't seen or done before. Ah, you know, which keeps you curious. Mm -hmm. Stay curious would be the first thing, you know. Stay interested in life. Mm -hmm. Because the time that you lose interest about the things that are around you, yeah, you know, you can get into a big, deep, dark hole. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. It, is, it is interesting to keep, uh, you know, to keep everything with the open eyes of a little kid. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that gets this wonder. Be childlike. And as you said, you know, just before it's wonderful because... I have a lot of people seeing things for the first time. And mm -hmm. uh, that's wonderful. You know, I guess I uh, never thought about it. I guess I love that feeling too. Well, yeah. I'm going to say, here's, here's Miguel. So Miguel is, Miguel is our bus driver. Yes. He also helped us today on the river. Yeah, yeah, but he, so he helped bring food. When yes. we're, I mean, everybody pitches in, which is beautiful. It's oh, a yeah. beautiful Miguel is a great, uh, a great uh, help for us. He doesn't only drive this massive bus that uh, goes through all of these very, very difficult mountains. Windy roads Windy and through roads, the Andes. But he does it very well and a big smile. <laughs> so always smiling. This is Miguelito. Muchas <laughs> gracias. He's always smiling. So it's nice to see him. And they, are, they are nice, you know, because they, we, we trust him with our lives. Absolutely. You know, we trust him with our lives and they are driving these massive buses and they know when to when to go faster, when to go slower. And, and he was trying better. to stay on a time schedule as well, which was difficult. It, it was difficult, you know, but that's what I was telling you yesterday. We're a little behind schedule, but we'll get there when we get there. And I don't really stress about that anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, I prefer to make it here at night, but safe, mm -hmm. than, you know, damage the bus, staying by the road, exactly. or, or doing anything exactly. that could, would put the people in danger. Uh, good things about uh, where I work, for example, for this company, thinking a lot about security, safety, people's well-being, mm -hmm. you know, so feeding you well, having you to, uh, to taking you to nice places, uh, and, you know, enjoying everything, and as we say again, when, you know, trying to give you the best price for doing all of that, which is something that we really... really so many people are repeat customers. Every time I go on, I, I mean, I've been probably five or six times, but there's someone on our trip who went 19 times. Ah, yes. And I've had some people going to 37. Unbelievable. That's my, that's my largest number. Wow. 37 trips. 37 uh, trips. 37 trips. People who is running out of countries. <laughs> you know, I have people who write to me and they are like, I'm running out of countries. I, I, I'm going to go back to Ecuador to, you know, to yeah. visit this or that. And uh, it's something really interesting because we, uh, when, when the company started working over here, we never thought it was going to grow so quick. Yes. Yeah. But the growth has been interesting. Uh, as, as Gate One, we operate with very, very uh, small uh, number of people mm -hmm. for the country. Mm -hmm. So it's only one manager, one assistant manager, mm -hmm. you know, or operations manager, as, as we call her, and then it's us, and that's it. Wow, There's so you're else. like an entrepreneur, basically. You uh, Sort of like we, you wor work for the company, but you also... We, I mean, we are, we're contractors. We're so. contractors, mm -hmm. but uh, we try to keep uh, a perfect script. Or anything. 
when we get together, the other good thing about the company, you know, and I, where I like it a lot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that we um, we're friends. Yes. All the ones that we work over here, like my best friend works here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the people that I know here, I've known them for probably eight to ten years. Yes. You know. And we're friends, and there's not this rivalry that we that they have in many other companies mm-hmm. that I've seen, you know, because I worked for many of them before I started working here. It's mainly that we share whatever makes it better, mm-hmm. and we know that, you know, we all rely on scores, and we all rely on numbers, and the cold numbers are what mark our, uh, our uh, let's say, the way that we behave, you know, if people sure, like sure. it, if people sure. you know like it, but at the same time, you know, we try to share a lot with, with us. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good family, you know. It's a good family for us. And very knowledgeable. I mean, you know your stuff. Ah, thank you. No, thank I you. said I take notes in the back. <laughs> I know, always learning and always. Uh, and I wish we had more time, you know, because this express tour, I cannot tell you all of it. But uh, I don't like to talk about politics because it's not my my business to talk about mm-hmm. politics but I will tell you about political history mm-hmm. because we had three presidents overthrown in a row mm-hmm. so not every country has that I have to no. tell you about it <laughs> and tomorrow we will talk about this and I'll try to you know make everything like very very simple to understand mm-hmm. it's the way to communicate things is really important to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, how do you how you get to the people because people is tired you know they're climbing up the Andes and they're feeling the altitude and they're feeling the roads and they're feeling everything and you're talking and talking and talking and making a lot of this information coming there so you have to have a keep it interesting too too, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's why I give a lot of times to just rest and sometimes to just talk and Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. so it's it's, it's interesting and I, I like it I mean and yeah, it's wonderful. They feed me very nice. They feed me very well. <laughs> give us a lot of good food. Give us a lot of beautiful landscape to be around. You know. And right now we are getting ready to go for a for a night walk. For a night walk, really, who knows what we'll see? Who knows what we'll see? Maybe nothing. Maybe a lot. Well, I love what you're saying. It's not a zoo. Yeah, <laughs> I can't not guarantee. Zoo. I cannot guarantee anything. You know. At the end, you know, I had people who said like, I came to Galapagos to see the blue-footed booby, and I didn't see him, and I'm like. It's not a zoo. It's not a zoo, you know, they probably blue-footed boobies in some zoos. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see them over there. And they, the thing is that whatever shows up is wonderful to see because it's their environment. Well, you made the point in this particular place that we're staying, you don't feed the animals. You no. don't disrupt the natural behavior. And some places, that's what they do, and that's how they attract the animals. Yeah, and this is something that... I don't necessarily am against because some places, you know, that's how they they keep their tourism right. coming. But I'm I, I don't agree with. It yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't agree with it because at the end, this is a forest. Mm-hmm. You know, and monkeys are not gonna be in the place where the tourists are gonna be taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, because if they do. They're going to try to steal some food afterwards. That's right. They're going to try to be there and they're going to try to, as they do in some parts of the world, they're going to get your cell phone so you give them something to give you back. Because they know how important <laughs> it is. You know? So it, it happens in some other parts. You know, well, and we, got, we were lucky. We got to see the parrots this morning. Got up oh, early. Yeah, we had a river otter. We saw the river parrots. Otter. We, mm-hmm. you know, we may see some creatures in the afternoon, in the, in, in the evening tonight. It's, you know, a lot of things to Beautiful moths and butterflies. And 
Yeah, and it rained yesterday and it's not raining now, so we can go through the forest. Mm -hmm. So we're excited to do it. Muchas gracias, amigo. Ah, you're welcome, Pam. I look forward to coming back. No, I'm very, very happy to have you here. Come, Come visit Ecuador anytime. and call Gate One yeah. and book a tour. This is my second tour this year with Gate One, and I love thank it. You. I went thank to Morocco you, last you. year with Gate yeah. One. As well as say, more of the world for less and more places to visit all year round. Thank yeah? you so thank much. You. God bless. Thank you.